Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to another Solution Sunday, because being the soul you are is the solution. We are grand creator beings, and we are here on Earth bringing our ideas, our dreams, our inspirations to life. And sometimes we're bringing somebody else's ideas to life. (laughs) And when we're doing that, it's really not as much fun as we would normally like. So today we're going to be talking about healing and why pills are not the answer. (sighs) When I found myself, facing quote-unquote cancer. I was terrified because I had been told that cancer is a killer disease. So when I realized that that's what was going on with my body, I was not a happy camper. I was pretty darn scared. But I looked at the medical model and I looked... I realized that they don't really ever talk about healing, like full-on healing. I hear the word remission bandied about a lot, but that word does not mean healing. It means literally like an abatement from sin. It means like a little break until it comes back again. And that's not what I was after. I was after full-on healing because whatever was going on with my body, it was not fun and it was scary. And I didn't ever want to have to deal with cancer ever again. I wanted to know that I could heal my body and then keep it healthy for the rest of my life. That was my goal. So when I looked at the medical model, I realized that that was not really the goal of the medical model. I looked at the pathway to what they offered as even just remission, And it was a lot of scary stuff, a lot of scary procedures, lots and lots of doctor's visits, lots and lots of um, pills, treatments, and maybe even radical surgery. And 
for me, that did not resonate in any way, shape, or form. I wasn't interested in those things. Because what I wanted was, I wanted to know that I held the answers. I wanted to know that I could heal myself. So I decided to take a really, what most people would consider a radical route. And I really didn't know what I was getting myself into because I didn't really see anybody else who was offering what it was that I was looking for, which was really a permanent solution to see how to remove cancer from the buffet table of life so that it wasn't even an option anymore. Like I didn't even want the word to be in my vocabulary. So at the time I decided that I was going to set out on my own journey and I was going to find the actual answer that I was looking for. And if I didn't, then it wouldn't work and problem solved anyway, because, you know, death, well, that's permanent solution right there. No more problem. Right? And at the time, I really didn't care. I, I was so miserable in my life. I was struggling so hard. I was really not a happy camper. I couldn't make heads or tails of why life was the way it was on this planet. It, nothing made any sense to me. So, you know, whether I lived or died at that point, I really truly didn't really care. I figured it's a win-win for me either way. Either, either I succeed in, in my quest or I don't, at which point I'll, I'll be the end. So the route that I took, although it was really seemingly very unconventional, ta-da, it worked. And what I discovered along the way was completely life transforming, totally mind blowing. What I discovered was that cancer and disease are not what we're told they are. They're not what we assume them to be. So the way I discovered this was I sat down every day in meditation and I decided to ask for inner guidance. I started to ask, what do I need to know about this in order for it to change? At first, I started asking some different questions like, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> and I realized pretty quickly that I didn't want the answer to those questions. And I realized that if I wanted to find the actual solution that I was looking for, I was going to have to ask questions that would 
bring that solution to the forefront that would give me the answer that I was looking for. So I decided to ask the better quality question. What is it that I need to know about this in order to change it? So each day I sat in meditation, I sat in that question and I waited for the answer. Usually, usually I went and looked for the answer. I was like, well, you know, maybe if I do this, this, and this, and maybe if I go look over here, maybe if I go look in this book, and maybe if I go. And pretty soon I realized that all the mind chatter was preventing me from actually receiving the answer that I was looking for. So I decided that I would have to find out how to quiet my mind. Because I tried quieting my mind by just telling it to shut up. Okay, stop thinking. Okay, no, no. Okay, oh, there's a thought. Hang on, stop thinking, stop thinking. Well, that really wasn't a very um, productive approach. <laughs> it didn't work at all. So I was guided to learn about energy and alchemy. Alchemy, it's not about changing metal into gold. It's about changing from one state of being to another, changing one energy into a different energy. So I started to learn about our personal energy field. And I started to discover that we are non-physical beings. I had always known this. It was really completely clear to me from the beginning that we are non-physical beings. And the reason that was clear to me from the beginning was when I was a very little girl, I had the experience of going to sleep at night and just being part of this unified field heaven, um, the field of unconditional love and light, whatever words you want to put on it, it was this non-physical space that was filled with light and unconditional love. And in this space, I didn't have a physical body. I was simply present, an attention point, a point of individuated consciousness in this space. And I knew that that is the space of being. It is the space from which all life is birthed. It is the space of life itself. We call it source or God or universe. Whatever words you want to put on it. It's this space that is always there. It is eternal. And it's a space of peace and harmony and love, absolute unconditional love. 
and it feels amazing. And from this space, as a two or three year old girl, I could turn and look at the earth and I could see that life on earth was the exact opposite of this space. I could see that humanity had forgotten this space. To me, I could see the amnesia. It was clear to me that humanity had forgotten who they were had forgotten that we are grand beings of light that come from, are made of unconditional love and light. This is who and what we are, angelic beings. But I could see that because humanity had forgotten there was war there was greed there was crime there was corruption there were people killing each other there were people who are polluting the environment there was disease grand beings of light who were aging and stuck in bodies that no longer functioned properly. I could see old people in nursing homes, in bodies that no longer functioned, who were literally just waiting to die in these death watch facilities. And I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that it was not supposed to be like that, that this is not normal. It's not natural. It has become normal. It is the norm here on the planet at this time, but it is not natural. It was clear to me that if people remembered who they were and they were living in states of peace and harmony, in harmony with the universe and harmony with nature, and in harmony with each other, that we would all be thriving. And that these physical bodies would last for hundreds of years, if not thousands. But then as the little girl, when I would wake up in the morning in my physical body, I would look around and go, that's not what we do here, apparently. So I assumed that everything that I knew to be true and eternal was not available here on planet Earth. So I didn't know what else to do other than try to forget that space because it wasn't accessible here. And I could see that the people who had come before me, the grand masters who had been 
sharing messages of love like Jesus and others, the healers, the ones who are trying to truly help humanity, you know, they had kind of met with some very unsavory endings. So that also caused me to assume that what I knew to be true was not a good thing to share on this planet, that it wasn't safe for me to know what I knew. So I decided that the best course of action would be for me to forget. So I looked around at the adults and I thought, well, let me just do what they do. Let me just try to blend in. Let me fit in so that I don't stand out, so that people don't think I'm crazy. Because when you're talking about unconditional love or you know that's not the way it's supposed to be or I don't want to go do that because it's not for my better good you kind of get scolded so I simply decided that I would just be a good girl and do what I was told so I didn't get in trouble because one of the things that I really truly didn't want to do I didn't want to go to school because I saw what that was. I saw that that's where we got programmed. It was completely obvious to me. Why would I need to go to school and learn if a train leaves a station at 4 p.m. traveling six miles an hour and needs to go 27 miles and what times it? They have train schedules. Why do I need to learn like pretty useless information? Like I looked at all the stuff that we were learning in school and I knew that 98% of it was completely useless information. And I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that the children in China, they weren't learning the same things that the children in the US were. The children in Africa weren't learning the same history. And it was pretty clear to me that history would be taught through the lens of where it's being taught. So we were learning history from the American perspective and Africans are learning it from African perspective and Chinese are learning it from Chinese perspective and they're all different. So I knew that what was happening really wasn't to my benefit but I did it anyway because I didn't really have any other choice or at least I didn't at that age so I just went along with the program and did what I was told and yeah it worked for a while I was blessed with a pretty flexible mind so I learned easily I could regurgitate the information relatively easily and for the most part I learned how to figure skate and I went and skated as much as I could I spent as much time on the ice as I could because it was the only place 
where I could just be. I could just be me. And I didn't have to worry about anybody else. I could just do my thing. <laughs> so that was pretty much my life, you know, until I worked my way all the way through as far as I could go in um, achieving the levels of figure skating without competing. I never wanted to compete, but I passed all of the tests. I earned my gold medals. But then it's like, all right, and now it's time. Now you've, you've achieved this goal. There's nothing more for you to do right now. Now you need to go get a job. Well, there you go. You start working. You got to earn your living. So at 16 years old, I went and got a job and started earning money. And this was the beginning of the end for me because I could not for the life of me figure out why this artificial thing called money was the main objective of life for the majority of humanity, that we had to go find money so that we could afford to have food or water or a place to live, where if we were just really living in harmony with Mother Earth, food comes right up out of the ground for free, water comes right up out of the ground for free, we're given shelter and things to make clothing for free but all of these things are being sold on this planet and I just could never quite wrap my head around that so I started to work and the more I worked I earned the money and then I had to pay my taxes and I had to pay for my food pay for the things all of these and it was just this endless cycle like I couldn't see an end to it I couldn't see how I was ever going to earn extra so like I never had extra you can't have extra when you're working for minimum wage or you know under 20 bucks an hour or what you know whatever it is And even when I had a skill teaching skating and I could charge more as a professional, there was still the expenses kept going up and up and up. I was never able to get ahead. And that struggle finally got the best of me. I was just so depressed that all I could see for the rest of my life was I was just going to have to keep working, 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 working. I wasn't having fun. You know, I enjoyed things that I would do was doing, but it was an obligation. You know, I was being obliged to work. And it was a struggle. And I didn't see any end to the struggle. And the more I struggled, the more depressed I got. And the more depressed I got, the unhealthier my body became. I went from being a healthy, fit athlete, size eight. My body ballooned up to a size 16. I was miserable. 
So by the time I found myself facing cancer, it was completely obvious that if I wasn't so miserable, that I wouldn't be so unhealthy. It was completely clear to me that there was a direct connection between my emotional state, my mental state, and my physical state. So when it came time for me, when the rubber hit the road and I really had to focus on healing and started asking, all right, what am I actually gonna do about this? Because when I looked at the medical model, I realized that because my problem stemmed from my emotional state, chemo wasn't really going to address the emotional state. It was only going to make my emotional state worse. Because then I was going to have everybody looking at me going, oh, poor Lisa. Look at that. She doesn't have any hair. She has cancer. And I would never have survived that. So I knew I couldn't go the medical route. So I knew that I had to actually learn how to address the root problem. I realized that my body was not the main problem. So back to my sitting in the question, what is it that I need to know in order for me to change this? When I started learning about energy, I started to learn what everything is energy actually means. And I started to realize that energy is non-physical. Emotions are non-physical. Thoughts are non-physical. Ideas are non-physical. Beliefs are non-physical. Dreams are non-physical. And I started to notice the difference between the non-physical and the physical. And I started to notice that energy is non-physical. But just because it's not physical doesn't mean that it's not real. And I started to realize that we're taught that if it's not physical, then it's not real. So we're taught to ignore the non-physical. We're taught to ignore anything that is not seeable with our physical eyes. Oh, that's just your imagination. That doesn't count for anything. Pay attention. Get real. Be a realist. And we're just simply talked out of our imagination. And the imagination we're taught doesn't account for anything. That's not real. Well, unfortunately for us, the imagination is actually the tool that we use to see the non-physical realms. It's the thing that we use to bring our reality into focus. 
It said that what we focus on is what we experience. Well, this is because what we focus on, focus means to bring into view so that you can see something, right? Something far away, like, oh, oh, let me focus on that so that I can see it. What we focus on becomes what we see because that's where our vision goes. Everything that is already is. So if we can imagine it, it means that the thing that we are imagining already exists. So if if it didn't exist, we wouldn't able to we wouldn't be able to imagine it. So we're talked out of the tool that we use to bring our dreams into focus so that we can see them and experience them in physical form. So when I was facing cancer, it was not the thing that I wanted to see. I wanted to see something different. I wanted to see radiant health. So I knew that I had to move my focus to what I would rather be experiencing. I needed to bring radiant health, which I could imagine I had experienced it before. And I knew that if I had experienced it before, I could experience it again. So I had to start focusing on the radiant health that I desired. So when I started asking the question, what do I need to know about this, this cancer, in order to change it, when I got quiet enough and my mind got quiet, the answer was able to drop in and it was plain as day. It was completely clear and obvious. I could see the solution. And what I was able to see very clearly was, hey, Lisa, your body is not being attacked by some disease. Your body is responding to your emotional state. Your body is doing exactly what it needs to do given the circumstances you have provided. Light bulb. My emotional state was generating my physical state. There was a direct connection. Cancer and disease are assumed. 
they are actually the illusions and our fear of these diseases is what's keeping them locked in place. Because when we are in fear, our bodies are reacting to our fears. Our bodies respond to our fears. And how the body responds? It responds by changing its physical form. It changes how it's functioning to try to protect itself from whatever the perceived fear is. If we're in fear, we're in fear of something. So there's something that is threatening us. So if there is something that is threatening us, whether it's real or not, if we perceive that we're being threatened, then the body is gonna build up its defenses. Your body is your castle, it's your home. It's designed to protect itself. It's designed to protect you. So if, you, if there's a perceived threat, your body's gonna build up extra defenses. It's gonna create extra cells. If there's a self-devaluation, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. The body, that those constant thoughts of I'm not okay, I'm not good enough. They start to wear away the actual structure of the body, the bones and joints start to diminish in size. This is the body's reaction to those emotional states. Thought forms. Our thoughts directly impact the form of our bodies and of our lives. Thought forms. Belief structures. Our physical bodies are shape-shifting vehicles. They are designed to change shape and form. Look how much your body has changed shape and form since the moment of your conception. It has gone from one tiny little cell, one little egg, all the way to what it looks like now. And how old you are, how old you perceive yourself to be, is what's reflected in the mirror. The truth is we're infinite beings, we have no age. <laughs> What if you didn't age? What if you knew that you were an infinite being and that you had no actual age? What if your body didn't have to age? 
because that was not a thought form. It's not a thought that needs to be taken form by your body. So once I realized that cancer is an illusion, that we're being sold disease. The pharmaceutical industry is a multi, multi trillion dollar business selling pills. And who sells the pills? Doctors. Where do doctors work? In the medical system. So the medical system has really no interest in not selling pills because that would be a really bad business model. But I healed myself without any pills. I shifted my consciousness. I started to see what the actual problem was. I started to understand what everything is energy means. And I started to understand that we each have our own personal energy field. It's not visible to the naked eye. Although some people can still, still have retained that ability to see with their third eye. So some people can see auras, but most people we have to look at Kirlian photography. The Kirlian photography can take a picture of the personal energy field. It can take a picture of your aura. Now the aura is part of who we are. We are non-physical beings. We are literally the energy structure that surrounds the physical body. We are not these physical bodies. The physical body is the vehicle. It is the physical vehicle that allows us to have an experience here on, in this earth realm on this playing field of physicalness. In order to play on the field of physicalness, in order to play in the world of form, we have to take on a physical form. Just like playing Monopoly, you need a, a little uh, token, like, you know, the little dog or the little iron or the car, whatever it is. You take on that token and that represents you in the game. The body, the physical body is the token that represents us in the physical game. The body is designed to keep itself going for as long as possible. It is designed to shape shift. It is designed to respond to our every command. If you want to get up from your chair and go to the kitchen to get something to drink out of the refrigerator, your body 
follows your command. You are the one that commands the body to get up and move. Your body is the vehicle. It runs on your commands. You are steering the body. Not with a steering wheel like a car, but with your thoughts. I would like something from the refrigerator. I need to move from where I am to over there. And the body gets up and moves on your command. There's something wrong with me. I'm not okay. That's a command to your body. Your body's job is to reflect that perception so that you can experience that perception. That perception is what you see. It's what you are bringing into view. Oh, they have, they look like that on the cover of the magazine. I don't look like that. I'm not pretty. I'm not okay. Nobody's going to like me, right? These are thought patterns. And when, our, when we have the perception that we're ugly, that we're not okay, that there's something wrong with me, the body has to reflect that. So thought forms, thoughts form. Thought forms reality. Our beliefs shape our reality. What we believe is what we see. It's what we experience. When we believe that we are being attacked by diseases, that diseases are these big scary things that are coming after us, they're always coming after us. We have to protect ourselves. We have to try to prevent disease. that becomes our reality. I can attest to this firsthand because that was my reality. When I believed that as my body reacted and shape-shifted itself in reaction to my despair, I believed there was something wrong with my body. And then I believed I was being attacked by a disease. And that became my reality. Until I could see from a completely different angle and I could see that that was not what was actually happening.
when I was able to get my mind quiet instead of the constant run hamster on the wheel, thought after thought after thought, once I got the mind quiet, it opened the doorway for me to see what my soul sees, what my higher self sees, what the grander part of my consciousness can see. And that part of me saw a completely different story. Hey, Lisa, your body is doing exactly what it's designed to do, given the circumstances you're providing. You're going to need to provide a better set of circumstances in order for your body to be healthy. You're going to have to learn how to feel good about yourself, about your life about who you are as a being. You're going to have to start looking at happy, capable, certain, curious. You're gonna to have to start looking at all your good qualities. You're gonna to have to start to learn how to clear out your energy field because as humanity, we have been taught, if it's not physical, it's not real. So we've been taught that we need to take a shower every day, that we need to brush our teeth every day. We need to wash our hands. We need to wash our hair. We need to wash our clothes. But we've never been taught that we need to clean our energy field on a daily basis because our energy field is generating our reality. So I'm gonna do something a little radical here and I'm gonna share my screen. And this is a representation of the energy field. That part that we don't see the non-physical part around our bodies. I'm hoping that you can see this. I'm just gonna go with it because <laughs> I can't tell if you can see it or not. On the left, there is a visual of a really healthy energy field. You can see that it's a beautiful spherical shape. You can see that the colors are bright and clear. And you can see that the body is in the center of the energy field. And over on the right, you can see an energy field that is not healthy. It's not balanced. In this energy field on the right, this energy field has degraded. This energy field has been infiltrated by dark by fear, doubt, guilt, shame, blame, thoughts of I'm not okay, life isn't good, I'm afraid, I don't know what to do, what's wrong with me. 
those types of things generate a very cloudy, very distorted energy field. And just using your own intuition, just simply ask yourself, which one of these figures has the happier life? Which one of these figures has the healthier body? Which one of these figures has more energy? The problem is not the physical body. The problem is the energy field. And this is why pills will never be the answer. Because until the energy field is cleared and balanced, health will never be experienced. The figure on the left is emitting vibrant, radiant health. The one on the right is not. And there is not a pill in all of creation that is going to bring your energy field back into alignment. No matter how much they tell us that pills are the answer, right here you can see that they are not, if you're willing to look. The next picture I'm going to show you here, this is Russian stacking dolls. The littlest doll in the middle is the physical self. All the other layers are in the energy field. All of these other layers are higher consciousness, our own higher consciousness. Each layer of ourselves has more wisdom, more knowledge more experience, more connection to source. The littlest doll in the middle has the least connection to source. The biggest layer is source itself. The little physical doll in the middle, if the mind is running and running and running, it has no connection to these other layers. When the mind gets quiet, suddenly we can start expanding out into the other layers of ourselves. Infinite wisdom is literally ours. but we've been told to focus only on the physical. Wisdom is non-physical. Source itself is non-physical until it is brought into physical form. If we're only focused on the physicalness, we're only seeing the surface. We're not seeing the whole picture. So this next picture, I'm showing different layers of the energy field. And these are all very, very well documented. This isn't just 
you know, me giving labels to things. All of these layers of the energy field are very well documented. We have a physical body. We have an etheric body. The etheric body is the blueprint of the physical body. If you imagine yourself, clo to close your eyes, just imagine getting up out of your chair and walking across the room. Don't move your physical body. Just imagine getting up out of your chair and walking across the room. Can you imagine walking across the room? Can you see your feet moving across the carpet? That's the etheric body. It's made purely of light. And it's very, very real. The next layer out is your emotional body, your emotions. What emotions are you embodying? Fear, doubt, shame, blame, guilt. Then your reality isn't going to be particularly happy and exciting. Curiosity, enthusiasm, excitement, joy, adventure. That's going to, those energies are going to, those emotions that are energy in motion are going to generate a much better quality reality. The next layer out is the mental body. What you think. Thoughts are electrical. Emotions are magnetic. These generate the electromagnetic energy field around your body. How you combine your thoughts and your emotions dictate how your physical reality appears before your eyes. And it determines the shape of your body, of your health. Then there are a bunch of other layers that I just call the angelic light body. It's just a term that I've used because the more I explore all of these layers, I realize there are many, 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 many layers. And if we try to um, differentiate between all these layers, we just get lost. It becomes a distraction. So I just talk about the angelic light body. It's like the part of our body, there's part of us that has wings. Can you imagine having wings? These wings made of light. Those wings can take you anywhere in all of creation if you allow them to. That is also who we are. That is more true to who you are than the physical form. And the biggest layer of all is I am, source itself, pure consciousness. So we have been taught to ignore all of the non-physical parts of ourselves. And without having any awareness of the non-physical parts of ourselves or how to rebalance and clear those layers, our physical health will always suffer. So I use a snow globe just as a just as a fun visual for our personal energy field. I talk about the globe. If your globe is filled with all kinds of dark, muddy energies, your reality is not going to be very healthy or happy. Whatever is inside your globe 
is what gets reflected as your reality. But when you learn how to clear all of these energies out and you start to wash your energy field, you start to clear out the low frequency, dark vibrations, shame, blame, fear, doubt, guilt, you you clear those things out, they literally go away. And suddenly you find that you are living as the being of light you are. Your light is what is missing from your body because we have been told to ignore our light. But when you start to realize that you are a grand being of light and you start to turn your own light back on and you start to clear the shadow, the darkness out of your energy field, your reality and your health take a dramatic upswing. You become lighter. You become brighter. You become more brilliant. Brilliance isn't an intellectual concept. It's literally a matter of light. How much of your own light do you have turned back on? Because when you are shining your light brightly, you are connected to source wisdom. You don't need to think because you will simply know. Your mind will start to quiet and it will start to allow the answers to come to you. This is radiant health. It does not come in a pill. So I hope that was I hope that was sharing. If not, I'll figure out how to put those visuals in with the in I don't know. I'll figure out how to get you those visuals if they didn't come through. But anyway, I hope that this was helpful to you. Because until we change the way we look at things, things are never going to change. And when we start to heal ourselves, when we start to understand that disease is not the problem, when we start to understand that we're being sold solutions that don't work, When we start to take our health into our own hands, when we start to look from a different perspective, we will start to see things differently. When we learn how to focus on the peace and harmony and love that we truly are, and we start to live from who we are, by shining our own light, allowing ourselves to be unique, realizing that nothing in physical form has any power over us and that we ourselves are generating how life appears for us. We start taking responsibility for our lives. We stop looking to experts to fix us. And we start fixing ourselves. We start realizing we were never broken. 
There is nothing wrong with us. We have just been taught to focus on disease, focus on war, focus on working hard, focus on not enough, focus on what's wrong with you. This is not where we should be focusing. It's not healthy. We have the ability to generate heaven on earth. We have the ability to generate a healthy society, a healthy planet, a healthy humanity. And it all begins with creating a radiantly healthy self. You have everything you need to heal your own body. Are you willing to learn how? Are you willing to look from a different perspective? Are you willing to see the grand being of light you are and use your light to heal? anything that ails you. Your light is more powerful than any pill on the planet can ever be. And when you learn to use your own light, you will heal using your own light. You will start attracting the health, the wealth, the relationships, the experiences that you desire. Because you will learn that you are a creator and that you are unlimited. You have unlimited potential. You are only limited by your own beliefs. And the beliefs that you currently own most of them are hand-me-downs from somebody else. Are you willing to let them go and live by your own inner knowing? This is the key to healing. If this, I hope this was helpful to you. If it was helpful and you're interested in working with me, I have a 12-week course that I have created that is starting next week on September 6, 2023. And it walks you step-by-step step into a new layer of consciousness to be able to see from a completely different perspective, to see how to use your own light to heal yourself without pills, without anybody else. I teach you how to empower yourself how to be your own healer, how to look from a different perspective. You can find more about aligning with your radiantly healthy self in this 12-week course at connectingyoutoyou.com. If you're interested in participating, please reach out. <laughs> Starting quickly. So schedule a talk with me.
you can find the link on my website at connectingyoutoyou.com. I'm Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing, now in its 10th anniversary edition. Thank you so much for joining me for another Solution Sunday, because the soul is the solution. Being the soul you are, the grand being of light, is what you're looking for. Thanks for joining me. Until next week, create for yourselves a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit connectingyoutoyou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.